Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guide number four, part two. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is the second part of our fourth holiday gift guide. Let's go right back and let the panel do the picking. All right, gentlemen, we're halfway through. So now if you have multiple items left on your list, you have to start thinking about which ones. Um, mm. And we haven't had any steals yet, as a matter of fact. So we'll see what happens here. Peter, are you going to give us something? You're going to steal from somebody else uh, for round three? Ah, well, I guess we'll see. Um, so I know that um, uh, I guess has already picked something from this company, but I am interested in a different product from them. Um, specifically, I am talking about the Action Band for the Apple Watch from 12 South, uh, which is the coolest workout band that I have seen uh, for the Apple Watch in quite some time. Um, it, it's it, it's a uh, a flexible uh, terry cloth band. Um, so, you know, it, it, it feels like uh, just a regular sports band on your wrist, um, but it's got this really cool um, uh, uh, frame uh, that um, uh, accommodates the Apple Watch. I'm somebody who exercises pretty regularly in my Apple Watch. I go for runs um, and uh, I don't like the sensation of <laughs> sweating through uh, my watch band. Uh, when I run. Um, so it, it, this, this combines my favorite things. Uh, it's compatible right now with the Apple Watch Series 4, 5, 6, and SE, uh, but they, they are working on a new revision uh, that's going to have Series 7 compatibility. So if you're stuck with one of the you know, cruddy old um, uh, legacy watches, uh, you know, I, I say that I've got a Series Three. I'm, I'm showing right here, but um, uh, then uh, then you're in luck. But um, wait to, for the the seven to come out soon. And it's at thirty bucks. You know, it's not the most ridiculous vanity uh, money that you can spend on a uh, an Apple uh, watch band um, that actually has some functional value if you're somebody who you know is more of a sporty spice. Good pick. Good pick. I just got one of those. I w was tempted to put it on my list, but I didn't. So good thing I didn't. Hmm. So you you sort of stole one, Peter. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> good. Nice pick. Yeah, 12 South makes some really great stuff. No question. They, they sure. always end up on the gift, gift guide list every year. All right, Jim. So Peter sort of stole from you. What do you got that, that maybe you could sort of steal from Wally or me? Um, well, uh, I kind of feel bad about doing another book, but I'm going to because I think uh, it's a good one for this year, um, which the other one was too. Um, but this one you can buy now, and uh, it's the Foundation Series uh, by Isaac Asimov. Um, so obviously a lot of people are watching that and getting excited about, about that. But, um, the original books are, uh, classics. And, uh, in, in fact, personally, I 
have watched the first three of the Foundation series, and and then I was like, I'm going to go back and reread the book again, books. And I got completely diverted and stopped watching the TV show, and I've watched, uh, I've read the first five of the books. Um, and I'm not even sure how many, I think there's seven by Asimov, and then his, uh, there's a, his son or something wrote some more, which at some point in the past I've I have uh, read, and I may go back and reread those. But they they are you know even though they're written a long time ago, and and it does show in some you know I mean they don't feel like they were written, but they're they're still really really good and quite different from the the show. Um, you know, they're not really much in the way of spoilers be, mm-hmm. be from one to the other. Um, you know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, there's characters with the same names, but they're, you know, they have different genders and <laughs> different, uh, they're different in a lot of, a lot of ways. Um, and it, it's, it was really interesting to me, you know, it's been a while since, I, I mean, I, I've read, especially the, the original trilogy, I've probably read a dozen times over 40 45 years but it'd been a while since i read it and it's interesting now to look back and like you know i guess he wrote the first one when he was still a teenager i think um Mm. so it's kind of oh wow it's interesting that this was written by somebody that young um so i i i would i would recommend them they're they're good reading they're they're not too by by today's standards they're thin books um, you know, they're not, not all a lot of pages. Um, and then if you, if you find yourself wanting some more Asimov, I would, I think his best book ever is the caves of steel, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, one of the robot books. And, and interestingly, if you go through and read all the stuff, eventually he ties together, um, the caves of steel, which is something that supposedly took place like, 12,000 or 20,000 years before foundation, but he ties it together as one line of history. And there's actually a a character that turns out to be still around 20,000 years later. You won't find that in the, in the trilogy, but if you read some of the extra books, they're, they're all tied together. Foundation, excuse me, Asimov was, was amazingly prolific. And yes, but prolific in a, in a good positive way. I don't, I, cause I, I've read a lot of Asimov over the years and, you know, I, I never found like, gee, he just mailed this one in, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it always felt like there was a real purpose to the book or a, a really good story to tell. I, I don't, it, I don't know how many of you it, have, have read that much Asimov, but I, I, you know, I've probably read at least 40 of his books, but you know, I've been looking through Amazon, and I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't read that one. And you see in the reviews, there are people like, wait, how did I miss this? So, um, there, there's, well, I mean, I think he wrote like 200 books, so yeah, I, I've probably only read, a, you know, a quarter of them or something. Yeah. Really good pick. Time well, pick. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I didn't want to pick another book, but I was like, man, this this is just perfect for for twenty twenty one. 
you know, whether it's Asimov or uh, another author or that you're really interested in or, or even a, a, a video series, it's, I think it's always exciting when you discover something that you haven't seen before. Oh, I haven't read this one before. And all of a sudden you're excited and you want to take it right away and dive right into it. So that must be fun. Good pick, Jim. Really good pick. Okay, Wally, are you going to spend my money? Um, I think I'm down to stocking stuffers, Chuck, so I think you're going to escape uh, unscathed, maybe. So this is something that um, I use every day, and every day it makes me smile. And it's one of these. It's a charging stand for your Apple Watch, and it's from Elago. Now, this particular one is modeled after the Bondi Blue iMac. Uh, you can also get one that looks like an original 128K Mac. And there's even one that looks like one of the old click wheel iPods. Pretty neat. So all you do, Peter and Jim can take their fancy watch bands and fitness watches and just insert your watch into here. Turn it on. Well, I guess I better... Turn on my watch, and there you go. The watch face peeks out through what the display would have been on your Apple Watch, on your uh, original iMac. So um, it's very clever, and you can find all of those different models, as well as other things. If you're into Game Boys or other things that I don't use, you can find those too. And they are also on the Jeff Bezos store, and there are lots of versions, and they're about 15 bucks or less. So an easy investment to make, and I guarantee it'll put a smile on your face every day, too. There's a fair amount of nostalgia going on in this show. I think yeah. It's, uh, interesting that that's become a trend here all of a sudden. Well, well nostalgia ain't what it used to be. Gray beards here, so it makes sense. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Peter. <laughs> All right. So my fourth, or no, this is third round, third round pick. Jeez, I'm losing my mind. My third round pick is probably the smallest pick I'll have for the gift guide. Um, and is one of these. Um, this is a Catalyst AirTag holder. Um, these are a little bit ex more expensive than a lot of the AirTag holders, but um, they are going to stand up to a lot more abuse than the typical air tag holder. There are three different versions of them. Um, one like this comes with a carabiner that you can click clip on. Um, there's one that actually comes with a clip that is obviously a lot smaller than this, but sort of the same idea so that it clips on. So you could clip it on your your coat and it would you know not come off. And there's also one that comes with a stick-on back so that you could stick it on something um, and the, the sticky part really does stick. Got a little film to protect the uh, th that, that gorgeous little air tag. Um, and they don't make any claims over you know like how much weight you could put on this or whatever. And obviously if you had something to punch down through the center, well that's going to be a problem. But if you had something that was just laying on top of it, you know this is going to protect your air tag in a lot of ways as well as easily attached to attach it to things 
Now, again, a little more expensive than some, but you know, you invested in the air tags and you don't want them coming off. You don't want them popping out, you know, any of those things. They're not going to with this. You put your air tag in here, it's going to stay right there. So I've, I found this to be probably my favorite air tag case. Um, I've, I, at first, I was buying some of the cheap ones. And then had a couple incidents where they fell apart or whatever, and I almost lost the air tag. And so that's when I decided I'm going to invest a little more money and make sure my air tags are secure. So the Catalyst air tag uh, holder is well worth a look if you are in that same boat. So, Chuck, how many air tags do you actually have? Um, right now, I have six. I bought two packs of three. Okay, and and um, what what have you attached them to, or what devices do you keep track of with them? Um, sounds a little strange, Wally, but I have one in my car. Um, right. I have one in my backpack. I have one on my keys. Um, I have one. Uh, let's see. I, where's the other one? Oh, great! Now, now you got me thinking because. It's, well, it, there's it's an just app become, that'll help you figure that out. Yeah, thank you, Peter. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I and then I, I've got at least one in reserve right now. But I find that you know, after once you get used to having some of those things. Oh, what am I talking about? Um, my suitcase, in anticipation of when and if I ever get to travel again. You know, I yeah. dropped I dropped one in there automatically just because you know I I feel like there's a better chance of. Apple's system finding my lost luggage than the airlines will. So, and yeah. of course, with the with the network that Apple has through the iPhones and all, you know, right. it's going to blank at an airport of all places. Um, right. That I've got a much better chance at at recovering that bag. So Oops. that's in fact, I have one in each of my bags, both my carry on and my uh, and my my check bag. Those are the other right. two I couldn't think of. Um, but yeah, you know, they just. They're inexpensive enough, and I I sort of think of it as just a little extra insurance, you know, that maybe and, I can and, get it back. How often you've actually had to use one because you have either misplaced something or couldn't remember where it was? Um, I can't say that I've really had to use it, but I also I, – it's, I mean, it's there if I need it, and – you know, I've I've learned that like my backpack, I'm always concerned about, you know, sitting that down and walking off without it somewhere. So, right. you know, that's I, I've I like the uh, I like the idea that I get the little alerts, you know, that it was last it was your your backpack is missing, it was last seen here. It's like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. okay, great. Um and so that's something that as we're starting to think about CES, you know, I will put one in my CES bag because I have been known to leave a bag in a vendor's booth and then go charging back, you know, three minutes later, five minutes later. And it's still, it's always still been there, but you know, it's, it's only because I thought of it, you know, not because something reminded me now in a minute or two, I'll be reminded that, Hey, you left, left it and you didn't mean to. So I don't know. Any, any other air tag fans here? I have not. I haven't picked, gotten uh, one picked yet. Any up yet, to be honest with you, because uh, my main reason for using one right now is sort of like yours. It would be locate um, things that you know I, I would not have ready access to, like luggage or you know some something like you know a 
whatever it might be. It, it, I don't need it right now. And that's the thing about AirTags, right? Is that, you know, if you've developed systems for dealing with whatever it is you're losing, then AirTags have diminished use for you, or at least the perception of diminished use. Now, here's the funny thing. I had the same conversation with um, a friend of mine not four or five weeks ago, and he's like, yeah, and then I picked a couple up, and then I just ordered another pack of them. You know, it's like he, he got them, and then he started uh, finding reasons to use them. And that's, to be honest with you, Chuck, makes me a little uneasy. I don't need another gateway drug for Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you gone through, Peter? Well, that's just it. You know, I haven't started yet, but I can see, you know, my friends, you know, rubbing their arms and, you know, getting the the, the weird lips, you know, all cracked up and damaged from their <laughs> drug addiction to air tags. So I, I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to feed the Jones. I don't want to start down that, that then, uh, then all of a sudden it's air tags everywhere, putting air tags on the cat, you know, putting air tags on my underwear it's just going to get crazy, Chuck. I don't, I don't, I don't want that level of air taggedness in my life. <laughs> I, I, I now, think you're. Right. I was thinking the cat might be the first place I wanted to put an air tag. <laughs> no, that's a GoPro. I want to put a camera on the cat. I, I think you're right, Chuck. When, when, and if we start to travel again, that would be a good application for air tags. And and I have a couple, and I confess that I haven't really taken advantage of them, but. Travel was one of the reasons that I thought they would be useful. Um, another application that I know about, and it has been effective for some people that I do know, is um, putting one with your bicycle. Now, I know um, if you have a really nice bicycle, sometimes they're too tempting for people to leave alone and they'll walk away with them. So I, I know people who've uh, attached an air tag to their bicycle, sort of hidden it in a, li a little bag. Um, and it's come in handy because they've been able to find their bicycle again. Yeah. Peter, use this to uh, to put the GoPro on the cat. The, the, yeah. cat, will, the cat won't mind at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. <laughs> Just attach it to its tail. It won't mind at all. <laughs> I'm going to get emails for that one. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Chuck, it, it looks to me like those catalyst case cost more than AirTags. Uh, yes, they do. Wow. They, they do. But again, you I know, need to buy it, an extra air tag to keep track of the case. Well, <laughs> I, I guess the thing is, you know, I, this is not like for my car. I don't have one of one of these in my car because I don't really need it. It's, you know, it's in a compartment that is not going to be damaged or, you know, subject to abuse. But for some other, you know, from some other places, notably my backpack where I'm throwing things in and out all the time. I don't want the air tag to get crunched up uh, or anywhere else. And the 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 I mean the uh, the package you know shows you that you can you know put these on a lot of different things. And if you were to put one on a dog or a cat, um, you know, I, I know one of our friends tried to put one on his dog and his dog chewed it up. So his dog <laughs> his dog's going to have a hard time getting through this. Believe me, they'll probably pay more in dental work for the dog than than you would for the air tag. It's like an otter box for an air tag. Yes. Good good example, Peter. Really good example. Yeah. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon subscribers and Mac Voices After Dark. Ever wonder what happens before the Mac Voices live shows? 
or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off-camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall. It's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks to everyone who supports the show. So that takes us to round four, gentlemen. So this is the the last best pick, uh, or at least your last pick of the uh, of the sh- of the uh, of this year's gift guide. So Peter, how are you going to wrap up this year? Well, uh, this one, uh, you know, I've, I've I've talked about a couple of esoteric things. This thing, I think, is probably a little bit more um, uh, useful generally. But even so, it's it's a little weird. I my last pick is the um, the Sabrent um, seven port uh, USB charger. Um, so, you know, you could buy a hub from anybody, but, you know, if you're in a household with other people, whether it's kids or, you know, other adult family members or roommates or whatever, chances are you have a lot of stuff um, that is USB powered that needs to be charged. And I'm not even talking about the stuff that you connect to your computer, but if you buy anything from Amazon or any other online retailer these days, chances are you're going to get a product in the box. And if it's got a battery inside of it, and that battery needs to be charged, it's got to come with a USB plug, just a plain old, you know, simple USB A plug that you're going to charge into a wall wart someplace in order um, to, to, to get power to it. And a lot of companies are taking Apple's lead and they're not including their wall warts in the package anymore. So I'm seeing a lot of stuff show up uh, these days um, that has a cable, but no way to charge it. And, you know, like a lot of folks, I've got endless amounts of uh, power strips that I can plug these ugly little USB chargers into um, to plug my cables into to charge. So, So Sabrent decided to short circuit the process altogether. And you can actually pick up a 7, 10, or even 16, I think, port um, USB charger that just provides power. It's not tethered to a computer anywhere. It's not carrying data. This is something just to charge your USB devices. And it's great because you could charge a whole bunch of them at once. So, I mean, you know, I don't think that a lot of people, consumers, regular folks need like the 10 or 16 port jobbers, you know, unless you need to, to do like charge everything up at a time. But, uh, you know, it's nice to have. So, uh, you know, you can charge your phone. Um, other people could charge their iPads or their, their, their phones or, or their other devices, whether it's a, an electric razor or, um, uh, you know, the cat's water fountain or something. But, um, uh, each of the individual ports is powered, so you don't have to worry about phantom power or overcharging your devices. You can actually tap a button and cut the power to it altogether. And there's even a little blue LED right on the strip to show you uh, which ones are charging and which ones aren't. Because sometimes you'll have a device and you might not know if the cable is okay or um, if it's charging at all. And it's like, okay, I see a blue light there. I guess it's getting charged or it's getting power to the port. Oh you know, time to put this in the recycling bin, whatever. Kind of handy. You know, I'm just looking at this. This is a, this is great. And, and yeah. the only thing I, I might disagree with you on the, the, the seven versus 10. I think I'd almost rather go for the 10, 
because I now it's not a matter of just your iPhone, your iPad, um, you know, your your Apple Watch or whatever. Now, like you said, everything comes with a USB charger of some mm-hmm. kind, and because I know I, I think my electric razor does. Um, yeah, it, it just it, you can't. I, I'm constantly plugging things in to charge them, and mm-hmm. the, the idea of having a place maybe that I could set up and put this on a table and then have just you know cables sticking out from it to charge all those devices and not have to jump through those hoops this is really nice yeah you expensive. know it reduces the clutter and and those those wall warts that you, that that you're plugging into i mean you know they get warm um that that's ultimately you know it can be a fire hazard depending on uh depending on your setup so you've got to be careful with that and they wear out they short circuit Eh, you know, this kind of cuts out all the middlemen. You've got the cable sticking out, you plug your stuff in, you charge, you're off. Um, and then when you're not using it or if you're worried about overcharging, you just tap and turn off um, each of the, the individual ports. So, you know, kind of handy. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm looking at the 10 board right now for $60. So that's, that's mm-hmm. less than $10 a port. I mean, that is not bad at all. That is not mm-hmm. bad at all. Good, great pick. Great pick. Yep. Okay. That goes on my, that, that's on my wish list now. Thank you. <laughs> oh boy. Um, what'd you say? Ask Wally how's my Chris, my credit card is melting down. It just got just a little warmer. Uh, well, so. it, it, look, this, this is harder on you, Chuck, because you're the host of every one of these programs. Yeah. <laughs> thing, we, we well, that, that means he's also got to come up with more picks himself too. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's a double I, I don't sword. want to make this, my pick, but I, one thing I had as a possible thing on my pick is a five-port USB charger for your car. Um, ah. So, um, so I have one of those, and it's great. So I can plug in uh, my phone, my wife's phone. I've got a twelve south uh, Bluetooth adapter. I've got a watch cable. So if I'm going for a long drive, I'll plug in my watch, and and then I've got a. a car dock a phone dock that's like chi charge that so i it's great you know it's like i kept like oh i don't have enough cables you know and i looked it up and it's like look at that i can get a five port and uh i don't know it's it's uh, i looked it up it's i don't know what brand it is f-e-e-u but 45 watts five ports um uh, works great so along the same lines hmm I didn't even know they made something that with that many ports, Jim. I, I didn't either, you know, and I just, you know, I, I kept being frustrated and I thought, you know, let's look on the Bezos store. They, you know, maybe there's something there. Oh, look at that. It is there. Hmm. So okay. um, it's great. Yeah. Um, um, my, my real pick that I, that I wanted to pick, I've got a bunch left on my list, but I think I'm, I'm going to go for like the opposite of a stocking stuffer. Uh, cause this is like $500, but, but really I'm going to, I'm going to suggest that this is like for, you know, this would be a great gift for like parents or grandparents where it's not just, it's not so much the item, but then you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to do something with the item, which is basically how, how many, you know, like your parents or, or something like that, you know, they've got a box full of photographs from, from the years and, you know, nobody looks at and, wouldn't it be great, you know, if those got digitized and, and you know, could be preserved and, and all that. So 
the you know the item that you can purchase is an Epson Fast Photo FF680W uh, photo and document scanner. Um, <clears throat> and it, it looks a lot like the Fujitsu um, document scanners that have been around for a long time. Um, and But in, in addition to doing documents, which it actually does work for that, I, and I use mine for document scanning also, and it, it works basically just the same as the Fujitsu. Um, but it's designed to be safe and to work with photographs. So you can take a stack of, you know, photographs and stick it in and it'll like, voot, 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 voot. and so, you know, I mean, it's still a project, but compared to like trying to do it on a flatbed, it, mm. you know, uh, it could turn it into something that, you know, actually might be completed in someone's lifetime. Um, so basically I, I'm suggesting this might be like, if you wanted to give the gift of here's your, all your memories of your life uh, digitized. So, you know, this would be someone that was really special, like either your own family or, you know, something like, you know, either your immediate family or your parents or an aunt or uncle or something like that. Um, Good. Well, well not, nice. Yeah, and and in some ways, Jim, that is really a family gift. It may right. be for your parent or grandparent, but if if the family kind of pitches in and they uh, they they pool all their visual resources and then take turns right. digitizing and collecting, etc., you end right. up with something very special, which is kind of a family history, and it's all available for every family member now and in the future. So it's a wonderful idea. What could be more Christmas than that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Santa Jim. Santa Jim has pronounced. What could be more Christmas than a scanner printer? <laughs> no printing. Just scanning. Just scanning. Okay. Just scanning. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't do printing. All right. Okay. Well, great. That, that's. I didn't see that one coming. That's. And I'm not even familiar with that, but I'm gonna have to go and look that one up. Wally, round four. How are you going round to wrap four. up this year? Well, I'm not going to spend $500 on this one. Actually, this is quite inexpensive. And uh, it's uh, put, put it back in the realm of stocking stuffers. Um, here's the use case. Um, I'm one of those people who I can't seem to keep my AirPods in place. Even if I try different sizes of ear tips, doesn't matter. If I'm in a chair or at my desk, it's okay. But as soon as I get up and move around, it's just a matter of time. One of the ear pods is going to fall out. And extrapolate, if you're outdoors or you're walking or something like that, it's an easy way to lose one. So one solution I found is something like this. It's a flexible set of ear hooks that attaches to your AirPods, and then they just clip over your ears. Um, they're comfortable to wear and they really do keep my AirPods attached. Um, there's another kind that you can get that's like a flexible little cord that you attach an AirPod to each end. So again, a little bit of safety there. There is a downside um, with either one of these things and that is 
you'll have to remove your AirPod from the device or you'll never put it into the charging case. But in some way, that's a small price to pay. But, but if you can get a little bit of security wearing them, not a problem. Um, just go to the Jeff Bezos store, spend $10 or so. There's lots of choices there, different colors, different brands, different makers. Uh, but they're all very useful. And uh, give those to your spouse or your kids or anybody that's got a set of earpods, and they may appreciate them. I like it, Wally. I like it. Yes, it, it takes a little getting used to, uh, I, I think, to any set of in-ear headphones or earpieces or whatever. And sometimes you just you just never can find that right tip. And so, yeah, I've, I've used things like this in the past with other brands. Happily, the AirPods Pro do really well for me, but not for everybody. So, good practical pick. You know, I, I had that problem, and I found a product, a different one. It, it was more like it didn't connect them or anything. Uh, but it did work to keep it from falling out of my ear. But I, I found that the thing that you had to take it off and put it on was just a complete deal breaker. It just destroyed the the the, the whole advantage of the AirPods, which is that you could just whip it out. And now it's like, oh, nope, I, before I can listen to anything, I've got to sit here and fiddle for a minute on each one. And then taking them off was a little easier, but... You know, it's like, no. I, and I basically just stopped using the AirPods because it, it was a deal breaker. And I, without that, I did lose, you know, I had one, fortunately, fell under a car. I was open, getting out of a car. And I was lucky, you know, that I was able to find it. But yeah. Peter, yeah, you know, you? just a few moments ago, I was showing I, I was showing my Powerbeats Pro um, uh, yeah. earbud, which I very specifically bought because they have the loop integrated. Now, the downside mm -hmm. of that is that Beats provides a charger for it that is ridiculously big. I mean, this thing is just <laughs> stupid large, um, and you know, it's it, it, it's it, it's like uh, there we go. You know, it's it's just it's like a jewelry case for crying out loud, but um, it's got enough uh, power uh, to keep them going for days, um, and it uses lightning just like everything else uh, in Apple's retinue. So um, it it uh, uh, or just like most things in Apple's retinue, so um, you know it charges easily. Uh, no wireless charging though, but you know, for me anyway, and I got them at a time where. I had lost my AirPods probably half a dozen times because they fell out of my ear every time I would lean over or bend down or tilt my head in a certain way. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, those loops aren't perfect, but loops just in general are a godsend for people uh, with strange ear canals that just don't fit the AirPods right. And there are a lot of us out there um, that, that need something, you know, to push some counter pressure, I guess, um, to get that good, comfortable seal um, when we're using uh, earbuds. So, um, hey, you know, whatever it takes. I know what you mean, Peter, because before I, I got AirPods, um, well, the the AirPods just never would fit me. I always had to have something extra to, you know, and, and of course, then it wasn't an issue because you didn't charge those. 
but duct tape you, around the head or you know. yeah yeah exactly um but um you remember you know when we when we used to have bluetooth earpieces for our phones again before airpods um i i tried i don't know how many of those that just you know stick in your ear and they're going to stay there no they don't you know i always had to get a hook so you know whether and and they it was that was the the charging experience of those was also annoying because you had to use a, a USB micro plug, you know you had you didn't just sit them in anything you had to actually plug them in, so yeah, yeah. So just, well, depends on the use case and the, and the person. Yeah, one of the reasons I was attracted to them. I, usually, I wear the AirPods indoors, and it's watching TV or at the computer or something like that. So I don't go very far, and if they do fall out, it's not a big deal. But when I go out on a bike ride or running or jogging or walking or something like that, I will never wear them. But I thought of, again, back to the travel word that we all hope is going to appear in our uh, existence sometime soon. I, I thought this is the kind of thing that would really work on an airplane. I would take my AirPods, but I wouldn't wear them without one of these hooks. So it isn't that much of an inconvenience to remove it and put it in the case afterwards because I'm not going to fly in an airplane every day. But for the, those occasional times when I would fly somewhere, that's the kind of thing I'd want with me. Yeah, that's a real good point, especially if you're one that drops, the AirPods drop out of your ears. Um, the last thing you want to do is be trying to crawl around the floor of an airplane to find them. So. Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, for, for lots of reasons, for lots yes. of reasons. Well, Wally, I'm going to riff on your uh, one of your picks for my final pick. Um, I'm going to suggest that if you need a lot of mass bulk storage, um, reasonably fast mass bulk storage, that you uh, get a Western Digital 14 terabyte elements desktop hard drive. 14 terabytes. Um, 14 terabytes. Yes, 14. This can be yours for two fifty nine ninety nine. So really. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you you thought I was going to go crazy. But yeah, I, 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 14 terabytes. For 14 terabytes. Tell me more. So, well, you know, it's USB 3, um so it plugs in, it's that makes it relatively fast. I mean, not Thunderbolt fast, but it's it's certainly fast enough, and you're oh. really buying this for the storage capacity. Yeah. Um and, you know, it's Western Digital, so it's a great name. Um, and I just, you know, I've got a couple of them. And the, if there's a bad news to them, the bad news is that if you're putting stuff on a 14 terabyte drive, you need another 14 terabyte drive to back it up. Uh, that's so, exactly what I was going to say. You need you need to buy two of them. But yeah. at least for $259, you can buy two of them. Exactly, exactly. And they come in, obviously, your lower capacities. But, you know, go big or go home. Um, yeah. So, you know, I... I but I've, I've used these. I've had no problems with them. There was a time, um, and you can look on YouTube, and if you if you shuck the drive out of this, then you can put it into maybe a NAS device. Oh, there, yeah. was a, there was a time that you knew kind of you could, you could do some research and find out what drives are inside, um, and it was a good way to pick up some inexpensive drives. But wow. now they've gone to white labeling things, so you're never quite sure whether – that drive could be used in the NAS you have or not. So right. that's, you know, there's there's something that you might want to consider if you're feeling adventurous, and if not, don't. Just plug it in, use it as a regular drive, 
you will you will love it. Um, so How yeah, much fourteen noise terabytes. Does it make? Sorry, Peter. How much noise does it make? Very quiet. Very quiet. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I you know can I hear it? Yes, but you're not going to say, "Oh my God!" You know, I I would not hesitate to have it sitting here while we're doing this call. So I know 14 terabytes sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. Um, but uh, about a month ago, I was on an assignment and have been editing in Final Cut Pro since. And I think all of the media files plus my editing files plus everything else associated with that project right now is four and a half terabytes. So, you know, something like that is uh, a very useful thing to have, especially for big projects. And especially while, uh, I don't know, are you shooting in 4K? Um, no, I didn't. That, that wasn't even 4K. Yeah, that wasn't, had, wow. wow. If I had shot in 4K, I would have filled up the entire drive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, that, I mean, the, the one thing that's happening is, is none of us are, are needing less storage space. There's, no. there's just no question about it. So if you're not shoving something up to the cloud, which is a great way to do it, but so it's not fast and it's not convenient, um, you pick up one of these and yeah, you'll you'll be able to keep things. Uh, you'll be able to store a lot of stuff. No yeah, and I mean, if if you've got it, if you're shooting, even if you're shooting on an iPhone 13, if you're using ProRes, right, you're eating up gigabytes every minute, you know, of storage. So. Um, you know, if you're if you're if you're shooting in 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 a pro format at a high uh, resolution, uh, that's a lot of pixels. You know, um, so you you need the storage. It, it, that, that's not the only reason you need that much storage too. But um, yeah, that's a heck of a good price, Chuck. And is that a USB uh, 3.1 um, connector on it? Uh, 3.0. 3.0. Okay. 3.0. So again, you know, it's not necessarily meant as a performance drive. It's meant as a mass storage right. device. But yep. you know, it's a good archival system. Yeah, I I don't know that I honestly I haven't tried it. I'm not sure I would want to try to boot my system off of it. I'd rather have an <laughs> SSD for that. But for mass storage, yeah, okay. So it takes a few minutes to copy. Uh, you know, four or five terabytes over. Big deal. So yeah. So go go forth and uh, stimulate the economy, gentlemen. And where did you uh, spot that one, Chuck? Um, that's on uh, the the Jeff Bezos store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. So, just as a uh, as a reminder to all our friends out there, excuse me. Um, all our all the picks that our panelists have picked will be in the show notes along with links so that you can go right to the one that they picked. Um, and also we're publishing a, a, an analog list um, of them on the Mac voices website, the link, <coughs> pardon me, the link will be there too. And we're also doing our annual um, holiday gift guide flipboard magazine as well. So if you have an iPad, you can just flip through and enjoy booking of the pictures and then tap on one and buy Buy for your loved ones or buy for yourself. There you go. So, guys, before we get out of here, I want to make sure folks know where they can find you um, when you're not here um, doing that annual holiday gift guide. Um, Peter, I know you have, uh, I think, a new gig since we talked last. Yes, I'm technology editor at rcrwireless.com now. 
so you could find my uh, scribblings there. And, you know, of course, I'm always posting um, to Twitter on my own account at Flarg, F-L-A-R-G-H. Great. Good to see you, Peter. Thanks so much for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. This is always a blast. And happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays to you as well. Jim, as if we didn't know where to find you, uh, you want to tell folks where the, they can connect with you? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> you can find me at ProView.com and uh, also at on Twitter at ProViewJim. Great. I, I made him take down his Grinch picture, folks, so that's why he's got a green screen. <laughs> Wally, how about you? Where can folks find you? Uh, they can uh, migrate over to my uh, YouTube channel. Just look up my name, Wally Sherwinski, and it'll come up. You can see some of my videos I've done in the past with uh, Macworld All-Star Band and Macworld's past. A bit of nostalgia there. And if you uh, read Screencasts Online Monthly Magazine, I have a column in there every month as well. Excellent. Thanks, Paula. Yeah. So happy holidays to everyone. Yeah, Mele Kalikimaka. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone has a great one and a safe one. And uh, we will, I'll I'm sure I'll be talking to all of you beforehand, but at the very least, we'll see you back here next year to do it again. So excellent. Nice. Yeah, folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Um, we will be doing more holiday gift guides. Stay tuned. You never know what the panelists are going to come up with. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with MacVoices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.